Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus. Say what? Charette. Doc G, what's up, sir? Oh, nothing much, man. Nothing much. Uh, I am a little concerned, Mike. Uh-oh. We had our first significant dip in temperatures, Mike, mm. here in Jacksonville. Girl, come on! Yeah. A lot of people were excited, Mike. A lot. Nine, mm-hmm. 99% of the female population was uh, ecstatic. They they got bra- boots. They got browns and oranges to put up in their house. They grabbed oversized sweaters. They started drinking disgusting drinks with cinnamon and pumpkin mm. in them and telling people yeah. it's cozy season. Glam. Not for me, Mike. Nah. Not for me. Mike, this spurred nope. this spurred my interest in making mm-hmm. my escape to the southern hemisphere. Endless summer, Mike. Now, endless summer. Listeners, if you weren't listening uh, at this point in the show about two months ago, I was concerned that summer was coming to an end, and I needed to find a way uh, to have summer all the time. Yes. Uh, now, when you really think about it, Mike, what I proposed isn't really endless summer. It's it's endless spring and summer, with just mm-hmm. a little bit of fall at the end, just a teeny bit of fall. So yeah, sounds perfect. I extended my favorite months and take out the crappy ones. That's that's what I did. Uh, so right now, if you think about it, Mike, I would be in the fall winter of my new calendar. Sweet. And then in a couple of weeks, I would move on to spring two, and then spring sum- uh, and then summer two, which would be lovely. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, I've got a couple of weeks, Mike, and I decided that I would look in uh, two places that I could uh, stay. In Montevideo, Uruguay, right? I made a judgment call. Mm-hmm. It might be better for Porto Alegre. I know we talked about Porto Alegre. We also uh, um, talked about Buenos Aires, but uh, we're, you know, we're. I, th- yeah, I made a judgment call. It might be wrong, Mike. Okay. It may be wrong. We may. I may have to move. But right now, I'm saying Montevideo. You know, and I got to be honest. I took a look at the real estate market. Woo. Woo. If you got a couple million dollars, Mike, the deals you can get. There, I don't. There are some Mediterranean. <laughs> Neither do I, Mike, which is a problem. But there's some Mediterranean-style homes in Carrasco. Oh, mm. so there was one for like one and a half million. It looked like a, I don't know, just oh my gosh, the 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 times you could have at that house. Oh, but no worries, Mike. I did find a good one. I found a good one. A lovely historic house downtown. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Downtown Montevideo. Love downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Where the action is, Mike. You and me. Yeah, that's where action. the action is. <laughs> action. Now, it's uh, $360,000. Hmm. So, uh, if you want to go halvesies on it, Mike, I'm fine with that. 
We we got it. Okay. We've got enough beds. Timeshare style. Yeah, we've got enough. <laughs> well, we got we can go at the same time. We don't even have to split right. time. We've got enough beds. But I, uh, it's more important that I don't think my coffers will stretch by myself at three hundred sixty thousand. I don't think. Nope. Don't think I've got that right now in liquid funds. Uh, I don't know about you, but not making it there. So. I don't like to discuss my finances. That's true. That's true. You are uh, historically a closed book when it comes to the finances. Um, I wish. Mike, four bedrooms, two baths. Four bedrooms, two baths. Uh, Listen to this description right here. Upstairs, there is a room that can be used by the more imaginative as an office, playroom, lounge, and there's another room that opens onto a large terrace overlooking Monte Video sunsets. Say what? Huh? Mm. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, Mike, you know, I'm imaginative, and, mm-hmm. and right now I'm thinking Doc G Studio in that room. Am I right? Mm. Yeah. Just imagine looking out over Monte Video Bay sunset. Ah. Oh. My gosh. I don't think I can actually see the bay because of the other buildings. And I also don't think the sun would be setting over it if I'm thinking right orientation in the world. But let's just imagine mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Just yeah, ama- imagine it. It's amazing. <laughs> There's also, Mike, a garden in downtown. You've got a little garden area on the west side of the property, and the sun is hitting the mm. garden throughout the afternoon. Huh? Huh? Yeah, perfect. Says the living... I love gardening. Yeah, exactly. We're green thumbs is what we do. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the living mm-hmm. room opens up to the garden, and it says you can receive family and friends with a barbecue and a central fireplace. Ooh. Yeah. Now, I don't like the fireplace because that, that insinuates no. that it could be cold, and we, we all know... Which I am a little concerned that it Summer. might be too cold yeah. for me. But the best part about it is, Mike, we know as soon as I go down there, the days will be getting longer every single day. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Now, Mike, um, you want to know how many houses I looked at before I fell in love with this one? Yes. How many? Zero. Mm-hmm. This was the first house I looked at. Um, so, you know, there could be other houses out there, but I'm lazy. And I looked at this one. I was like, well, that's pretty awesome. I don't, I don't need to look at any other. Yeah. Yeah. This, this works. This works. Now, uh, a great thing about this house, Mike, that I got really excited. Uh, you know what this house has going on in its bathroom? Um, I don't know. Claw bath, claw bathtub. It does. It does have a claw okay. bathtub, which okay. is very lovely. I don't think I'd ever use it because I'm not a. Yeah, me neither. They just look nice. Yeah, it looks. But yeah, I don't, I'm not a bath guy. But it's got a bidet, Mike. Oh, a bidet. Say what? Mike, I one. bidet. Have you used one? Never. No. No, neither have I. Freak me out. Neither have I. But I, you know, I mean, I want to, Mike. I've thought about yeah. it. <laughs> I've thought about it. it. seems like a very effective way of cleaning your butt. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, and you know what? If you are on the fence, listeners, about using a bidet, Brondell.com uh, has a post 
titled 10 miscon- uh, Common Misconceptions About Bidets that can, mm. that can get you in there and, you know, get you on the side of bidets, positive bidet people, you know? And I got to say, after reading it, Mike, I'm on the side of bidets, you know? Okay. They, they say in the article, Mike, quote, it's natural to have a few or a lot of questions when encountering new things. <laughs> And considering this new thing involves a spray of water in your personal areas, what that goes twofold for bidets. Yes. Spray of water in your personal area, Mike. Yes. And, I, Mike, I, I went down a rabbit hole of bidets after this. In fact, I just sort of lost Monte video completely, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> what can I find out about spraying my personal areas? <laughs> I want to know about this. Did you know, Mike, they have bidets with a warm air dryer after it sprays you. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. That's, I don't know. See, I need to read the misconceptions. I'm not. I'm still not sold on this. No, <laughs> Mike, get in there, man. Get in there. They have. They have. They have bidets too that they can just convert your normal uh, toilet to a bidet. Wait, what? A toilet mm-hmm. seat there that has all the function of a bidet. And you just throw yeah. it, throw it on your normal toilet. Now they're not, they're, they're not. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, they're not cheap, Mike. You're, you're, oh, you're not talking. Okay. Che- well, I mean, the top of the line ones. They got a Brondell mm-hmm. over there that's like seven hundred dollars for that. You know, hmm. but it's got a rem- yeah. it's got a remote and everything. The remote looks like you're operating a car wash. That's gross. <laughs> a remote? Yeah. We're sharing the remote. Dude, well, I mean, you know, you get antiseptic, get a little hand sanitizer that you can wipe it off after you finish, yeah. you know? Plus this mm-hmm. is in your home bathroom, you know? We've got two we've got two bathrooms in our Monte Video place, Mike. We can we can That's true. We can uh, designate one for each. You know, I'll okay. take one. You can take one. Yeah, we don't I want have my to, own bidet. We don't have to worry about sharing, uh, sharing remotes. You know, plus, <laughs> plus our our bidets are old school. These are these are old school like 1930s bidets that we got going on. These aren't these new fancy mm. ones. We can look into upgrading if we want. Sweet. Listeners are like, what okay. the? <laughs> <laughs> but re- regardless, Mike, I am very excited. I mean, just think, right? You're just, you got to use the bathroom, you use the bathroom, you get sprayed down in your personal areas, and boom, Mm -hmm. off to the beach, summer style, in Montevideo. My God. Mm -hmm. That's the life right there, Mike. Yeah, it is. That is the life. Mike, believe it or not, this show is going to make listeners feel as fresh as a bidet. Huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Or I should rephrase that. They're going to feel as fresh as after they used a bidet. So I'm yeah. guessing bidets themselves don't feel too fresh. They're, they're getting crapped on. So, you know, it's not. <laughs> but regardless, Mike, your listeners, you're not uh, going to get crapped on. Are you ready to fire this show <laughs> up, uh, Mike? Let's fire up the show, Doc G. Let's fire up the personal areas. All three engines up and burning. Two, one. Zero and lift off. <laughs> Personal areas. When I read that, Mike, I don't know if you want to fire that up, uh, Mike wants any fire. That gets there. lewd. <laughs> Nobody wants fire down there. Nope. Mike, we have a fantastic show. We have the one and only cashed out. Mm. Fantastic band from none other than O Town, Mike. 
Orlando. There we go. Yeah. Represent. Represent. Yeah. Over the summer, they came out with their fantastic album, Butter. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about so much more. We got their uh, lead guitarist, Jackson Hauserman, founder of the band. Can't wait to talk to him. But first, Mike, we need to start where we start. Birthday suits. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Mike, I once again don't have your tally. I apologize. Uh, but I do recall you it's got okay. two for three last week. I do recall All that. Right. Um, so uh, this week, uh, it's possible. Three for three is possible, but it's a reach. It's a reach. Nope. Uh, this right. first one I think you can get. Uh, so here's the condensed clue. Released Bodak Yellow in 2018 and released WAP in 2020 with Megan the Stallion. One of the most no famous idea. female hip-hop artists of today. Nicki Minaj? Try again. Yeah. Let's get that three quarters out of here. Um, she is married to Offset. Hmm. And her name is a play off of Bacardi. Hmm. Wow, I am I not like it's right there, but I, I really don't know. I'm not gonna waste any you're gonna, more time. You, you're gonna you're gonna feel goofy with this one, Mike. Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi ah. B. Bacardi. It would be ah. like Cardi B would be um isn't that what's that Ixnay on the um uh you know, what's the what's that called? Pig Latin. Pig Latin. Yeah, yeah. Cardi well, B. Cardi, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah, anyways, anyways, anyways. I see what you were saying. Uh, born on October 11th, 1992 in New York, Mike, uh, Renaissance, she went to Renaissance High School for musical theater and technology, oh. uh, dropped out, uh, and became a, a dancer at a strip club, hmm. uh, which paid for her way to get to community college, but she uh, also dropped out of community college. Uh, 2013, she gained popularity on Vine and Instagram. And then she was on Love and Hip Hop New York on VH1 in 2015. Signed with Atlantic Records, released Bodak Yellow in 2017. 2018, she released I Like It. 2018, she released her debut album Invasion of Privacy. She released WAP in 2020. She's had five number one singles, which is the most for any female rapper of all time. She's won a Grammy. She's won two ASCAP Songwriter of the Year awards. And she's been on the Time 100 Most Influential People list. Jeez. Cardi B. Cardi B. There you go. Yeah, turning, <laughs> uh, it's just uh, get, getting up there. Turning 31, Mike. There it is. 31. 31. Happy birthday to Cardi B. Mike, Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines, Doc G. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. We're going to start off with a humdinger, Mike. Tom Brady news. Tom Brady. Woohoo! Uh, Mike, uh, do you know Asante Samuel? I'm guessing not. No. Yeah, he's a retired football player. He was. I mean, I didn't know who he was. He's not a famous fella that played a lot of football. Uh, but he played with Tom. Okay. He played with Tom from 2003 to 2007 on the Patriots. 
and he told TMZ Sports that if Tom Brady were to come out of retirement right now and play for the New England Patriots, they would win a Super Bowl this year, Mike. Word. He said, quote, he can come out right now, today, and win a Super Bowl for the New England Patriots because that's Tom Brady. He then said, I compare this team to the 2015 Super Bowl champions. I see the exact same team. It's only minus Tom Brady is the difference. And I can see Tom coming in and leading this team to a Super Bowl. Hmm. First of all, Mike, I'm not sure uh, if you uh, have kept up with uh, the Patriots, but they 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 haven't been good. Uh, the, their I think last I saw 0 for three. Their last two games, they lost by more than 30 points. They did oh not score gosh. at all against the the uh, the New Orleans uh, Saints, who aren't even mm. good. So mm. yeah. Yeah, and I'm not, Mike. I'm not sure if Mr. Samuels know how how's if Mr. Samuels knows how time works. Uh, the difference between the 2015 team and the current team is nine years. It's going to be nine years at the end of the season, and um, that means that in that season, Tom Brady was 37. And now he's 46. That's how time works. Listeners, mm-hmm. let me give you a non-football re- uh, reference. If I had a delicious public sandwich in my fridge mm. that I purchased just recently, that would be a great option for dinner, am I right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very However, much so. if I purchased that sandwich nine years ago and then decided it would be a great option for dinner... I would die. You would. Sort of the same with Tom Brady. If he decided to play now, he would die. No, offen- <laughs> no offense to Tom Brady. I was Brady. like, okay, maybe a little bit of a stretch there, Doc G, but okay, you Mm-mm. would die. Yeah, Mm-mm. all right. <laughs> Mike, besides, Tom doesn't need it. We know he's living his best life. Yeah, for sure. He's doing he, commercials. He was just pictured out on his yacht this past weekend, Mike. Oh, just, just north of Miami stuff. Beach. Yeah. Yeah, and as TMZ put it, quote, at one point while on the boat, he ditched his top to soak in some rays. Mm. Yeah. Weed. Yeah. Mike, do you think uh, I should ask Tom if he wants to split the Monte video house with us? You know? <laughs> I was just about to ask you, do you think Tom has a uh, bidet on his yacht? I bet you he does. I bet you he <laughs> I does. I think so, yeah. Tom seems like an enlightened bidet type of guy, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, he can just sure. take it. He can take us down to Monte Video on his yacht. Mm. We got to hug the coast though, so me and you don't throw up constantly. Mm. We got to be like my. Uh, we got to be like Tom. True, true, true. Got to find, got to find land constantly for us. All right, we got to have a pinpoint <laughs> so we're not throwing up on your yacht. I don't want to mess it up, man. I want to get Mike. I've got some bad news for you. This is... Jeez. Uh, this past week, two kids, a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old, were arrested for stealing a firearm and then taking it to school. Mm. Now, the reason this is bad, Mike, is this happened in Vermont. Oh, no. Come on, kids. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
I, I, Mike, I really uh, only brought reputation. up this story to disillusion your belief that everything is awesome in Vermont. I just <laughs> had to, I had to let you know, Mike. It's not all sunshine and roses in Vermont. Mm. There's, there's kids running amok up there. Some problems. Yeah. 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 Mike, um, as you know, sometimes when I do these uh, rip from the headline stories, I get sidetracked by small mm-hmm. things in a story, maybe bidets. Um, that happened to me in this next story as well. Uh, but it's a very interesting sidetrack. You got to follow me on this one. Um, so absolutely, you know, you could say it, heinous crime in Miami. Uh, a man posed as an Uber driver, Mike, at a club and picked up two women. After he got them into his car, he robbed one of the women and then sexually assaulted the other. Jeez. Mm. Yeah, so like I said, heinous. Um, The next part confused me, though, Mike. The next part of the story, it says, quote, then he got back into the driver's seat and drove to the victim's hotel. Wait, what? Mike, he robbed one of them and sexually assaulted one of them and then was like, well, all right, I'll drive you back to your hotel. Hmm. What? Like, <laughs> what? Hey, Mike, as you're aware, we don't like to give tips to criminals on this show. But I can t- confidently tell this guy, you don't win any extra points for taking them to their <laughs> hotel after you've already committed several uh, other felonies. Like, Oh, I'm still an Uber driver. Yeah, well, they're not going to get back to the hotel and be like, well, the first minutes of that ride were a little bit bumpy. One star. After that, it started to look up. His service after that, pretty good. Ridiculous, Mike. Ridiculous. What is he thinking? Anyways, Mike, uh, two things on our favorite couple in the world, Taylor and Travis. Mm. First, costumes for Taylor and Travis, apparently just completely sold out for Halloween. So true. Just... Just booked it. So you called it, Mike. You called it. Definitely uh, very, very popular. Uh, which reminds me, Mike, uh, are you going to dress up as Kyle Shanahan for Halloween? Yes. I mean, that 49er shirt headset, boom. You are Kyle Shanahan. That's right. I was thinking of that last, uh, uh, what was that, Sunday night when they when they played. I was like, man, Mike could nail that costume. <laughs> he could be Kyle Shanahan, you know? But yeah. second point regarding our favorite couple ever in the history of the world. Uh, Olivia Wilde, Mike. You remember Olivia? Mm-hmm. You know, divorce struggles there with old Ted Lasso the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Olivia decided to um, put her two cents in on the old, uh, on the old uh, relationship. As you can imagine, Mike, that might that didn't go so well. Word didn't go so well. She uh, no. she tweeted on X and uh, posted on Instagram. She posted somebody else's post that said, "I wish Taylor Swift was in love with a climate scientist." Hmm. Which you know seems pretty innocuous, Mike. I mean, I, I get the sentiment, right? I see what she's saying. Let me read you a couple of the responses, Mike. 
Uh, here's one response. Quote, I don't remember Harry Styles restoring the ozone when they were dating. Exclamation point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mike, this next one uh, started out pretty nice, but didn't end so well. Uh, quote, I get it. But like also dot, dot, dot. Who's Olivia Wilde to say shit? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's really, man. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia is picking the wrong arguments, Mike. The wrong, first battling with America's coach and Ted Lasso, all while gallivanting around with Harry Styles and then America's couple. Come on, Mike. Olivia, you know, but I got, I got good news for you, Mike. Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis. They, they were together and looking like they weren't going to murder each other at their daughter's birthday party. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. they Good they co-parents. They had costumes and everything because it's like a Halloween party. So they uh. both dressed up. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? Positive things, Olivia. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor Swift's fans hate you, but you know what? Yeah, some things are getting righted in your world. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Positive things. Mike. Yeah. A uh, real quick one from CNBC. Uh, the article is discussing the Forbes 400 list. You uh, you haven't made it on the Forbes 400, have you? Not yet. Not yet. We're working your way there. Working, working way on there. it. Working. Well, they uh, they talk about how the numbers have changed over the last 40 years. So they're trying to explain how a person who is worth 2.5 billion would be at the top of the list in the early 80s, but now they wouldn't even be on the list with 2.5 billion, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, now, when they're explaining this in the article, Mike, uh, they say, quote, you'd probably consider anyone with $1 billion to be rich, but the amount of money one needs to become the richest person in the country has increased significantly in the last four decades. Mike, let's backtrack to that statement. You probably would consider anyone with $1 billion rich. Hmm. Probably? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's like saying you'd probably consider someone with a four-foot <laughs> well-endowed. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. Unless you're an elephant, that sounds pretty, pretty big. That's huge. So, I think pretty much the only people that would not consider a billion dollars rich would be Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. I think that'd be pretty much the only people that'd be like, you know what, that's not it's not really doing it for me. But regardless, mm. Mike, they, they wanted to let people know. They wanted to let people know. Mike, I've got one more story. This is an interesting one. Out of uh, Thames Valley, uh, England. Thames Valley, England. A couple of weeks ago, a police officer was eating a sandwich for lunch. And as he was eating his sandwich, he dropped his sandwich crust on the ground. Hmm. And a local citizen was not happy about this crust dropping at all. Came out of his house and started berating the officer, literally, on camera, for about two minutes about how he was a police officer for littering in front of his house Jeez. and discarding as he said unwanted food in front of the house now uh after
after that berating Mike, the police officer actually picked up the crust. He picked up the crust, and just this past week, the police said they had spoken to the sandwich littering officer and had given him a chance to reflect on his actions and learn from them. Jeez. Mike, this is amazing to me. First of all, there is a 100% chance that if this exact situation happened in America, multiple people would have been shot. <laughs> There's no... <laughs> No way this would have gone out with at least uh, two shootings. Like, come on. Second, no offense to this cop, Mike, but who doesn't eat their crust? Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's a nice part, you know? I like it. I mean, you the eat crust. the crust, right? Like the crust. Yeah, but I do know people who, you know, some weird weirdos. Do, Are like, they five-year-olds? Hey, cut the crust off. Yeah, I think they're, you know, I think that, yeah. <laughs> that was probably I mean, we're... <laughs> We're not talking about gross stuff here. This isn't fear factor. You're not eating stink bugs and cave spiders. It's crust. It's it's bread. Come yeah. on. Ridiculous, Mike. Yeah. But man, I you feel bad for you got to watch this video of this dude. He just he just he just gets yelled at and just takes it. And then at one point his 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 fellow officer comes over and he's like, "Hey, Hey, don't yell at him. And the guy's like, I'll yell at him if I want. And the hey, other mate. officer's like, huh? <laughs> all right, sorry about that. Sorry, like, just, sorry. It's amazing, Mike. It is It is. I thought amazing. you were about to tell me they put him on, like, leave for this so he could reflect on his littering. They, they, apparently, they apparently gave him, uh, you know, they, they gave him a little bit more leeway than that. A little bit more leeway than that. But That's regardless, good. Mike, he has learned his lesson, hopefully. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guests. This is Cashed Out with their fantastic song, Highway Robbery, featuring Catastro, right here on the Doc G Show.
finger to the air Got the other on my Glock Hit the gas, I'll swerve Get my name on the dispatch Wanna go against me? Oh, talk about a mismatch Yo, walk into the stick up Hurry up, we gotta dip fast Greg passed it to me one time and oof, yeah Yes, now everybody put your hands up I'm just trying to get my brands up And I ain't running out of blood Got to watch out for the Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? Well, Doc G, if the listeners feel like the show is a positive way to waste their time, they should please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever they get their podcasts. It's a cost-effective way to support the show. And if the listeners are feeling extra generous, mm-hmm. which they should be, yeah, oh yeah. they should leave us a five-star review mm. and a comment. We love comments. Amen. Mike, yes, yes. And of course, shout out to all the radio listeners out there. We love you too. Shout out. Uh, we, we love you too. The problem with the radio listeners is I, I don't get fun statistics with the radio. You know, yeah, we don't know. I don't, I, you're well, and uh, unless you're an internet radio listener, you're you're all in the Jacksonville area, which uh, uh, props to you guys, but yeah, I just don't know. I wish I wish I had a giant map, Mike, you know, mm-hmm. and it just like highlighted up the areas in Jacksonville. That'd be so exciting. That's right. Oh my gosh, and then we could just mm-hmm. drop down and do impromptu live shows at the hottest spots. Somebody yeah. would somebody would just be sitting in their house and they'd just be like, "Is that is that Mike and Doc G outside in my in my yard?" And we'd be like, "That's right, you've got the hottest area in Jacksonville right now. Yeah. We're doing a live show. Get it, get it right. That'd be so fun. I mean, mm-hmm. we need we need to get that data, Mike. We need to somehow find to get that data. Regardless, we need to thank uh, the regular listeners, Mike." Regular listeners, the five-star listeners. Again, I'm going to give them their due. We're going to slow down just a little bit. Of course, Jacksonville, Florida, shout out to you guys. Columbia, South Carolina, shout out to you guys. Radford, Virginia, home of the Highlanders, shout out to you guys. Gainesville, Florida, shout out. Frankfurt, Germany, Mike, neither of us had it on the list of top three things we wanted to do in Germany, but regardless... <laughs> we like you still, guys. We are we very we happy do. that you are listening to the show. Anoka, Minnesota, shout out to you guys. Ashburn, Virginia, the rider dies. Piracai, Brazil, rider dies. San Diego, California, shout out to you guys. Dublin, Ireland, not Montevideo in weather. We know that. We know that. But you know what? <laughs> in listens, 
You are on another stratosphere, Dublin, Ireland. Thank you. Boardman, Oregon, Jittawa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina. We've got an Asheville band coming up there in the old uh, Steep Canyon Ranger. Shout out to those guys. Uh, Los Angeles, California, Spartansburg, South Carolina, Athens, Georgia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Chicago, Illinois, home of the J-Chips, Mike. Delicious. Just saying that. Another bag. Just saying that makes me think of summer, Mike. Makes me happy just thinking yeah. of Jay's chips, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes! And Boynton, Virginia. Shout out, Boynton. Shout out to you guys. Mike, uh, need to get the four-star listeners here. Semi-regs. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to uh, Blacksburg, Virginia. Getting the listens in this week. Yeah, this week. Blacksburg, getting them, man. Uh, Bathinda, India. I think I'm saying that correct. Bathinda, India. Don't know. Nope. Shout out to you guys. Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out to you. Music City. Anderson, South Carolina. Shout out to you. Grenada Hills, California. Basically LA, but you know, a little bit different. So shout out to you guys. Phoenix, Arizona. Shout out to you guys. Annapolis, Maryland. Atlanta, GA. ATL, always happy to have you on the list. Carmona, Philippines, Mike. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Philippines. Yeah, shout out to the Philippines. Really want to go there. Yeah. yeah. Southeast Asia, always fun time. I'm just saying it. I don't know, as you know. <laughs> but uh, Tacoma, <laughs> Washington, shout out to those guys. Vancouver, Washington, basically Portland, Mike. That's that always that confusing one, you know? You got Van- okay. Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada, and then you've got Vancouver, Washington, which is at the southern border of Washington. It's mm-hmm. right on the border with Portland. So it's basically right across the river from Portland. Uh, Walnut Creek, another week for those guys. Keep it going, Walnut Creek. Shout out to you guys. Zurich, Switzerland, another week for Zurich, Mike. Shout out to you guys. There we go. Thank you to all the listeners. We appreciate it. Even if it's just one listen, we appreciate it. Keeps me going, Mike. It keeps yeah, me, me going. Too. It keeps me thinking about bidets. If it weren't for mm-hmm. you, who knows? I wouldn't be spurred on to get a bidet. And listeners, if I get a bidet, I'll let you know. Mm. I won't get into the details of how it worked, but you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you whether or not I feel cleaner, you know? And I think I will. I think I will. Mike, uh, we got one miscellaneous file before we're going to go to our uh, guest of honor, Mr. Jackson Hauserman. Uh, this is just a real quick thing, but I just had to ask you, um, how, how, I mean, we've talked about it before. How much do you, uh, look into the clickbait on your social media sites and whatnot? Oh, not social media, just like websites. When you're going, do they ever pull you in like the clickbait sites that are ridiculous at the bottom of things, you know, and whatnot? Yeah, they do. They do. It's usually uh, it's usually in my Facebook stories, mm-hmm. TMZ. I follow I follow them, and it's it's pretty easy. I'm I'm, now, I'm a victim. Now, do you get uh, clickbait for like old decrepit people? Because I do. Hmm. No, I don't get that. 
Yeah, I get I get ones that I think like if you were to look at the algorithm for clickbait for me, it'd be like, well, this guy's eighty eight. That's <laughs> how old. Because like all of them are are just old old people things. Yeah. And I get this one clickbait that says your sleeping position determines how many years you're going to live. Hmm. Okay. And every time I see that though, Mike, I'm just like, how is that possible? I would click that for sure. I would but, definitely click that actually. But like when you think about it, Mike, and I'm 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 there are only four there are only four ways to sleep. There aren't four mm -hmm. predetermined ages that people die. It's not like you're going to be like, "Oh, you sleep on your left side? Good news. 155 years old. That's when you're going <laughs> to live." Oh, you said right side? No, that's 45. So you're going to die pretty soon. Mm, sorry. sorry. Like just no, it's not going to I was just you know, it's, that's how they get you, Mike. That clickbait. Yeah. I'm like, I do want to know what insanity you have on the site. But I'm not doing it, Mike. They're not going to win. I'm not clicking on it. They're not no. going to get me. Isn't it like if you sleep on your left side, isn't it the way that you're like, oh, this is, sounds so weird, but your organs hang in a, in, a in, a, in a less restrictive way when you lay on your left side? Mike, you know anything about that? You to ever heard to that? me, right. that sounds ridiculous. That's why I would click the clickbait. I, I like yes, it's good. Just confirm that it's the left side that keeps you going. Boom, got it. I'm sleeping the right way. Do it. I am going to live to 300 <laughs> thanks to my sleeping pattern. Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other than Jack Hauserman of Cash Out right here on the Doc G Show. UNF Jacksonville. The Doc G Show. Because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM. Spinnaker. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are super happy to be welcoming the guitarist of Cashed Out. These fellows have worked with all kinds of Doc G Show guests like Pepper, Catastro, Ballyhoo. They released their album Butter over the summer. They've got a show coming up here in Jacksonville on October 28th for Dab Day Halloween Festival. Like I said, we are very happy to have Mr. Jackson Hauserman with us. Jackson, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course, of course. You just uh, you just finished up uh, Reggae Rise Up Las Vegas. I gotta ask, uh, did you do anything Las Vegasy on the on the trip? Any <laughs> Las Vegas s things? Uh, I personally didn't, but I can't speak for all of the guys and and all of the crew and everything. There's probably one or two of them I haven't seen in a day or two. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> So you did not you did not partake any in, in any casinos or anything like that. Not not me, not me, man. I've been uh, we're wrapping up a tour here, and it's been about a month long, and uh, 
I'm, you know, we've got a couple of days off here at the at the festival, and and I'm just taking them resting. It's probably a good idea. Gambling never turns out well. I, I yeah, I'm trying to be good, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's probably a better idea. I always do. I like I had the idea before last football season. And I was like, I think I could, I could. I could beat these odds. I know how to gamble right. on game, and so at least I did the smart thing before the season started. I was like, okay, I'm gonna for the first two weeks, I'm gonna write down my bets and see how I do. And I did uh-huh. horrible. I basically got every single bet wrong, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gambling. There's no, no. I don't need to do it. So yeah, it's it, probably a better idea. Probably a better idea to leave it alone. Uh. I saw you guys played with, uh, you played the same day as the Common Kings. Uh, we're a big fan of the Common Kings here on the show. They uh, did the show a while back, and they are, uh, they're characters. Do you know the guys in uh, in the Common Kings? Um, just kind of peripherally. Uh, we, you know, said hi a couple times, and, and uh, yeah, they're, uh, every interaction we've had with them, yeah, they, they do seem like, uh, really fun characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're out. I will say that, and that's the thing I love about like reggae is no other genre seems as tightly connected as you guys in that scene. I mean, like every single band I've had on the show knows at least prolifer- peripherally the other bands it's it's like nobody there's nobody in the group in the in the world of reggae that people are just like oh, i have no idea what they're like i've never heard anything like yeah. every everybody knows everybody yeah it's um you know i think that it's like a it's a genre that requires a lot of like uh boots on the ground kind of action to get going mm-hmm. um and i think that like you know like that's i know that that's what it took like for us and other bands to see that and be like, hey, you know, we did that, we respect it, you know, we're uh, let's be buddies, and I mean that's how it works. Like when we see, you know, like a younger band coming up, like putting work in and you know t- talking to everybody and and mm-hmm. going through the, uh, you know, just really putting the work in. It's you know we feel really motivated to encourage them and um, kind of like help them in any way we can, in the same way that we've been helped, and um, you know I think as a result of that yeah you do just kind of end up knowing all the other bands and you know that's you brought up uh rise up vegas and that's honestly as you know as uh, a musician it's like one of my favorite parts of the whole of the whole festival is just that you get to see all these other bands that you know from the road that maybe you haven't seen in a little while and it's always like you show right up oh my god you know we saw tropidelic who are like really good friends of ours right away and uh iration and you know just like a whole bunch of other bands that you know just like it's a it's a big bro love best yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah is is there is there anybody in the reggae scene you can think of that you haven't met that you'd really love i mean obviously we're not counting like past impossible meets like bob marley or sublime sure. or something like that but are there any like current artists that you're like man i'd like to get to know those dudes yeah Dude, slightly stupid. What up, man? Yeah. <laughs> we're out. We're out here wanting to say hi. There it is. Yeah, they're um, yeah, we've been um, Joey and I have been uh, like saw them when we were in like ninth grade, something like that, in right outside of Baltimore where we grew up, and and like you know, and now we're doing this. So, 
causation, correlation, I don't know. But I know that I love I love their music. Nice. Now, well, I mean, you know, you've looked up to a lot of these these bands. And, I mean, you, you looked up to Ballyhoo. Uh, and you've, you've now worked with Ballyhoo. And, and I, I wondered, as far as, like, meeting and hanging out with these artists... Is there ever, do you ever have a, like, don't meet your heroes situation? I wouldn't imagine that would be the case with Ballyhoo. I don't see that happening at all. But, like, in, in any of those cases, have you been like, man, those guys were turds. Like, has that ever happened? Uh, no, honestly, not really. And by the way, you know, still do look up to Ballyhoo. You know, they've, like, really, um, they have a lot to, they've taught us so much and, um, and, you know, we're still, you know, kind of looking, looking to them when, you know, we've got, when we got a question, because I mean, they've just been doing it, you know, forever yeah. and, uh, and crushing it and still, you know, still growing it. I just saw pictures this morning. It was so they played in San Diego and I was like, oh my God, man, still very much at it yeah. and killing. Uh, yeah, man, dude, you know, for the most part, everybody that we've ever met has been cool. You know, we've, we've had good interactions and. I can't think of really a single time where, you know, we've met somebody from another band that, um, you know, had has been like a negative impact. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. How how he definitely he, he gets it. You know, he came on came on the show after twenty some years of performing, and he had you know all these aspirations for the 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 the, the band, and just like he, he just so motivated and was like, here's what I got for the next songs. And I'm like, man. And still, yeah. still, still there, still, still repping. It's, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. Well, like you mentioned, you're from you're from the Baltimore area, uh, which surprisingly has a, a fairly strong reggae scene. Uh, you know, Ballyhoo, bumping uglies. Um, yeah. But I did hear it was Green Day, Dookie in middle school that really got you. That was like one of the seminal albums for you. Now. You you, yeah. you had to do some digging, I'm guessing, because I, I was thinking of year-wise and, like, you know, Dookie, it's about the same age as you. So did you uh, did you work your way back to, like, Dookie from their, their, their newer stuff as far as Green Day, or did somebody put you on to it and was like, you got to you gotta listen to this? <laughs> Dude, you're good, man. Yeah, both, yes to both of those things. <laughs> um, I, um, so when I was in... Um, Dookie came out the same year I was born mm-hmm. in 94 and um, American Idiot came out when I was in like 6th or 7th grade or something and so I heard that and I was like oh this is cool and that was like kind of like a early time that you know I was like interested in guitar mm-hmm. and then from there I had a friend that knew Green Day better than I did and I was like telling her how I was into you know American Idiot and she's like oh well you gotta check out uh dookie mm-hmm. and so i listened to that one and i was like you know, that that was really really what did it you know and the thing that's so great about like getting into guitar through green day is that like the the brilliance of the songs are that they're like pretty simple especially mm-hmm. like guitar wise so you know it's like so cool to be like you know i've only been playing guitar for six months and i can already play like so many of these songs that i love you know it's yeah. just, like it's such an encouraging feeling so i think that that played a big role in me kind of like sticking with guitar nice now do you have any i mean it's hard but do you have any favorites on dookie i mean i was looking at the playlist 
last night, and I was like, I, I, I mean, I, I'm sort of a sucker for like the the classics, like basket cases. Just I think I think my favorite. But do you have any like deep yeah. cuts that most people don't? That you're like, oh, you got to go that. You know, you got to listen to this. That's the real song. <laughs> Well, I think that the the whole album is like a masterpiece, but yeah. I think the opening track, Burnout, mm. is one of my favorites. I mean, it is just like drum fill, you know, right into yeah. it, and then it's like off to the races. I think that song's awesome. I, I'm partial to Longview for like a yeah. silly reason, just that like I we I grew up on like Longview Drive, so I was like, you know, again a kid, and Works. I was like, oh hey, how about that? That's you know? me. So yes. that one kind of like stuck with me. <laughs> Well, you mentioned uh, Dookie's 30, 30th anniversary. It's out now. So any fans yeah. that are looking for, for hard copies out there, anybody that doesn't doesn't want to do the streaming and wants to get all of the... the co- I think like the I think the big thing comes with like, like six different versions of the album. It's like one from 94 Woodstock and then like one demo. It's, it's, it's the way they do all of those hard copies. It's ridiculous. But... Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I, you know, seeing as how Green Day was, was an influence there, one of those initial influences, uh, and they're sort of pop punk at its, at its height. How psyched were you, uh, to do the, the most recent there pop punk reggae cover that you guys just did as a band? It was pretty cool. Um, truthfully, that was like really mostly Greg, uh, and Nathan from Ayakera who kind of, uh, oversaw the whole project yeah. it was really like his his baby um and uh that it, it was very cool it's cool to hear like again going back to our friends thing all of our friends yeah. and their you know their take on um you know it's like a lot of songs that um you know songs that i love and a lot of the other guys in the band love and um greg had been it's like kind of funny because Greg had been pushing for us to do, to cover Taste of Ink um, for like a year or two, just by coincidence. Yeah. And uh, my understanding is that when um, Nathan sent him the list of like, okay, like here are the songs that I've carved out instrumentals for, that was one of them. And he was like, that's it. I mean, that's the one I'm doing. So like, what are the odds, you know? So like Greg, Greg got his wish kind of you know like in tandem with this whole thing going on that ended up being like such a cool project so So if you would have seen it it would have been the green day songs on there most likely that you would have gone for yeah dude when i when i saw that you know stick was doing boulevard of broken dreams was like oh my god too cool too cool yeah he does he does a nice trippy version of that uh of of uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. You know, it's what, what I would sort of imagine if you told me in in my head to imagine Stick Figure covering it. That he he hit he hit that zone there for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, so now you you and Joey, like you mentioned, you guys grew up in Baltimore. Um, Joey plays bass in the band. Obviously, uh, did you did you guys play in bands together? But like before before meeting back up in Orlando were there like or was it more like school music program stuff um both we did um uh we you know we were in jazz band and then but I would say almost like more not importantly but more applicably we were in you know like garage bands and stuff together for forever I mean since we were like you know 
11 or 12 probably something like that was it all across uh, the spectrum as far as like genre was it was it like rock reggae alternative or was it all reggae no we started uh like super heavily rock influenced um and then we kind of as we got into uh, like early high school we started to lean more um reggae adjacent i guess gotcha Gotcha. Now you you, know, yeah. you eventually moved down to Orlando. Uh, what initially made you move to Orlando? Was it strictly music? Was it like you got hired as a guitar gun, or you wanted to do that? What What was the move for? I was just kind of like outside life circumstances, just you know this and that, and uh, we came down and and I met Greg uh, working at the studio mm-hmm. um, that he ran. And uh, we hit it off and, you know, wanted to start, decided we were going to start a band and we needed somebody to play bass. I was like, well, hey, I know a guy up in Maryland that's working at Subway and telling me he doesn't want to be there and (laughs) and would love to come down to Florida. So I hit him up and he's like, yeah, I'm there. So he moved down, you know, like maybe a month later. You kept texting him back and you're like, you don't want to work at Subway. You're a sandwich yeah. artist, man. Come on. It's yeah. awesome. What's wrong with From you? From sandwich artist to music artist. There you go. <laughs> but, well, yeah. Now, I, I've heard you You mentioned that before as far as meeting Greg uh, at producing at, at, at Sound uh, Sound Lounge Studios. And that's where a lot of the guys, you know, Ballyhoo and some of those other folks were recording. And, you know, and I always hear you say, you know, you guys sort of, started talking about that and it was sort of like hey yeah yeah it seems like a pretty big jump between like you talking about them jamming and then just being like hey we should probably start a band like did that take was is is that in the the history of cashed out sort of smashed into a much shorter time was it a couple of days that you guys were like talking and hanging out before it was like hey we should start a band or was it literally like 10 minutes and you were guys like Band now, let's do it. Yeah. You know, Greg is an extremely motivated go getter. Mm. You know, and he's like, a, when he has an idea, you know, he's he's kind of like all of his weight behind it. And um, so I, you know, I was playing, just kind of noodling, like playing around, and uh, he heard it, and um, you know, just was. Basically, like, I'm interested in, you know, singing on that. I was like, hey, I'm, you know, don't really consider myself much of a singer. And, uh, you know, in that kind of moment, I guess, Cashed Out was born. Um, so, really, it, it was kind of all at once. It was it was a pretty short process. I, I mean, within, I think the first day I met him, we were already talking about. Did we know, just become that. a band? I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, both of you, I guess, had to be pretty confident though after you started playing together that it, it it sounded good because i mean like you said you get joey to come down from baltimore now it didn't sound like he had to have too much coaxing because of the subway and whatnot but i mean sure. Nick, nick's coming from georgia you're recruiting these guys from other places like i mean I, i'm guessing when you heard each other you know when you heard together you were like this this sounds good i think we got something here yeah, I think, um, you know, yeah, I mean, Joey and I being, like, lifelong buddies, you're right, like, it didn't take a lot of coaxing. He kind of took the biggest leap of faith, I would say. Um, 
Marshall, by the time Marshall and um, Nick joined the band, we were particularly Nick. Uh, we had already signed a law. We had already, mm. um, uh, we were already like going on tour with Pepper. So, so pretty well he had like a little bit to yeah. like go off of, you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, it, and we, and we also didn't know Nick at all. So it would be very understandable that he would need a little bit more like, yeah. I need some concrete if I'm going to like go move in with strangers and uproot my life and, you know, <laughs> understandable. So, uh, Right. So, uh, yeah. And then Marshall is just like a, was a drummer in town that, uh, Greg knew from playing in other bands. And, you know, I think if like, you're either like in a band or you're looking to be in a band, you know? So that was, we caught him at the right time. And, um, yeah, there was definitely many years of, uh, just like playing, playing bar gigs and cover gigs and trying to figure out how to be a band. You know, I think that like, I'm not going to like long winded here, but I think that I, I frequently, you know, joke with the guys that like, thank God I didn't know how much work this was going to be when we started, you know, yeah. I'm not sure that I would have, I would have done it. You know, it's, I think that we saw, we saw that Greg kind of knew what he was doing a little bit, mm-hmm. like a little bit more than we did. And um, we we're like, oh, this is going to be a, a walk in the park. You know, and it's been, it has been amazing. It's been super gratifying. It has not been a walk in the park. That, yeah, yeah. I, I think sometimes, well, a lot of times it's, it's underestimated, the the, yeah. the the amount of things that go into it. Uh, I do have to say, I got to love that, that Marshall said, I'm going with a mustache and I'm staying with a mustache. Like, I think he hit that before anybody else's trend on that, you know? Like, I mean, now, like, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey has one. All these people are rocking stashes. Marshalls was back, like, three years ago he had that stash going. So, Yeah, you don't that's s- a COVID stash. You don't see a lot of mustachioed reggae musicians, I'll say, you know? Because, uh, I mean, now I do have to say, if you put Marshall in, like, a cowboy hat and some boots, you, you he could sneak into, like, a, a, a Skinnerd cover band. And you'd be like, oh, that, that fits. That fits. But uh, real quick before we move on from from Orlando, I always always ask this, uh, and it's it's even better since it's since it's actually doable. It's only like a two hour drive from here. Uh, if I uh, if I drive down ninety five and I scoot over on four and I call you up and I say, Jackson, I'm in Orlando. I need the best food Orlando has to offer. Where are you sending me? Which which your go to Orlando place? Man, I like. Um, I gotta tell you right now, I'm kind of like. Um, well, I like I like Gringos. There's like a taco place. Okay. Um, Gringos is pretty good. I like it. Um, yep, I like. Uh, uh, I gotta tell you, I know it's like been a. There's a, there's a really controversial hot dog in Orlando right now okay. that I haven't tried yet, but I'm interested in trying. Um, and I think I can't remember the name of that place, but uh, it's like it some bowling alley. Why is down. it controversial? Because it's a thirty dollar hot dog. Whoa! And so people are yeah, people are like have super you know super mixed 
<laughs> yeah, it's about that, I guess. Primrose uh, Lanes. Is, is that what we're looking at? The the prim that sounds Primrose yeah, that sounds Lanes. They, uh, I just pulled it up here in the uh, Orlando Sentinel. How to make a it not thirty fifteen dollars, fifteen dollars. Oh, okay. But okay. but still, I will definitely say fifteen dollars sounds like a uh, ridiculously expensive hot dog. That's uh, agree. But I'm like yourself. It's intriguing me to want to try it. That's yeah. I I might have to just I might have to go down there just for the show just to make a video right. of me trying a fifteen dollar hot dog and giving it an evaluation. That sounds sounds good. That sounds like a trip worth having, Jackson. I like it. I like it. Well, yeah, man. You guys, like you said, you've been you've been you've been putting in a ton of work as a band ever since you guys started. I, you're a hard touring band, like most most bands starting out. That's where you get your money, and. Uh, <laughs> I like you mentioned it being tough. You know, can you give us some like so, any anything that sticks out in those first years on tour that were just like things that you were like, holy crap, this this might derail the band completely here. Like things you didn't think about on tour, things maybe you missed a show, like anything major. You know, I think like. Truthfully, the most major thing was just the nonstop, uh, the routine of little stuff of like, you know, we would, we're in a van, we're crammed into a van, we're driving for months at a time, driving ourselves, play the show, which by the way, this is not unique to us. This is just like, I mean, any band, young band starting out, but you play the show, you drive, often all night long and then you know switching out drivers maybe trying your best to like sleep on your buddy kind of like next to you you know and uh sleeping on the floor of the van and you know uh parking in walmart and then waking up and at the venue and and doing it all over again and man like after a couple years of that it's dude it gets heavy you know and you start to wonder like is this there's some Sometimes maybe some some dark thoughts that happen in those Walmart parking lots at two in the morning, you know. After after several years, yeah, you could you could see it. Yeah. So, um, but also then when you like kind of move out of that situation, it's like maximum gratitude for sure. When you get when you get the bus, when you get a a, a, a like a catered affair, you're like, holy crap. You see this? Yeah, yeah, this totally. Is, this is actual food. This is amazing. Right, yeah. Now, I, I called a very short version of this, but uh, at the, the you guys started touring again at the start of the pandemic, and you guys ended up getting COVID uh, in Texas, and you decided to, like, camp in Texas, and then you ended up getting harassed by the cops. I was wondering... Can you just give us a little bit more info on what happened there? Sure. Yeah, we, um, we, it was in 2021 and, you know, like Florida was like relatively open and, mm-hmm. uh, there were a couple other places in the country that were, you know, had contacted us and were interested in doing shows and, um, we did Florida mm-hmm. and it was fun and it was like cool to do, you know, shows again and, um, and then we went to Texas, and on our way to Texas, 
this guy gets a cough, and this guy's feeling <laughs> oh, a little no. funny, and and then all of a sudden we get a call from our saxophone player who had stayed in Florida and was like, hey, I have COVID. So we got tested, and like everybody but me and Joey in had COVID. So there's like eight people actually in here where I am right now that had COVID. And, um, and we, so we pulled over, we canceled like, you know, two weeks of shows, something like that. And we were like, we might as well stay here. We're right where we are. I mean, why drive anywhere else? You know? So, uh, we pulled over in a park where we thought we'd be safe and, and, uh, we were just kind of waiting it out. And, um, and so a couple of guys were, you know, doing a little this, doing a little that. And, and, uh, Evidently, the park closes at at midnight, and and we hear you know, knock knock knock, uh, sheriff's department. Uh, you mind opening the door? And I kind of like crack open the door, and like uh, he says, first words out of his mouth, he says, "Hey, uh, how much marijuana is on this bus?" None. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so we so we, we 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 all came out. We did the hands on the vehicle we did the pat down and uh it's actually like kind of like a funny thing but he's, he's patting down he's patting down marshall and he goes you just hear him go hey what's what's that he goes that's me he goes that's all you he goes yup <laughs> <laughs> oh okay <laughs> yes uh, marshall so, packing heat yeah. yes yeah dude <laughs> so i'm just saying man i i haven't seen with my own eyes, but according to the uh, the sheriff's department, oh, man, back in eight, killing it, killing it. Oh, yeah. Well, now, uh, did you did you tell him like, hey, we've uh, we've got COVID, so like, and that's yeah. not like, and they were just like, we don't care. I'm guessing they had mask on or something, or maybe they didn't. Did they? They were they weren't super concerned about <laughs> it. I, they. <laughs> yeah, it's they, fine. Um, Let's just arrest these guys. Well, they actually, um, they actually ended up letting us go, which is really oh, nice. They go. took, you know, took the weed and and um, which wasn't a lot, and uh, and then we were, you know, they were just kind of like, you can't, you can't park here. Uh, once they saw that we were like, you know, because we were kind of close to like the the border, so um, once they saw that we were just like what the situation was, they were like, okay, well, you know, get out of here. Uh, and so we did, um, but and luckily we've had a few instances like that on the road, and luckily so far every time uh, we've we've been treated kindly and we've been released. Finger, so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gu- I'm guessing nothing happened like that in uh, in Alaska. You guys actually you, you you broke the Alaskan barrier there, I think, for the first time this uh, this uh, summer. 2023 there you were Fairbanks and Anchorage uh and you, you got to play two shows and um you also got to explore the the wilderness there I saw with your with your dad uh what what was the highlight uh wilderness wise what would you see in uh in Alaska that you were like holy crap that's cool man I mean so much it's uh it, it's almost like the whole state feels like a national park you know uh and we um we went probably the thing that sticks out the most we we went fishing and um coincidentally the salmon were spawning at Mm -hmm. that same time so the rivers are just 
full of, I mean, these like bright red, actively spawning salmon. I mean, they'll swim up two feet from your legs and spawn and take off. You know, it's just, it's so crazy. I mean, it's just like being, I'm like, I'm out there you're, listening for David Attenborough. I was about to know, say, in, there. in a National, Geo, National Geographic uh, documentary. That's, that's awesome. Well, um, yeah. well, now uh, the newest album, Butter, fantastic jams. Uh, you got uh, Highway Robbery, Just Friends, uh, Dirty Mind, Way Too High for This. Just a bunch of good songs on there. Um, and you've got some collaborations like we were talking about. You got Pepper uh, collaboration, uh, Catastro uh, collaboration. I was going to ask because, you know, we were lucky to have Catastro on the show and... Um, <clears throat> You know, sadly, uh, Andy, you know, passed away, and you got to record the song before he passed away. Uh, you know, looking back on it now, does it feel more special of a collaboration because of that? You're like, we, you know, we got to sort of capture this moment. We didn't know that, you know, Andy was going to uh, obviously lose his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Um... I, I I don't know if special is the word, but it it um, it definitely makes us feel you know grateful that that we had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, like all, almost right before, um, you know. Uh, overall, it's sad. Yeah. You know, that's I would say that that's kind of where where we land on it. Yeah. Um, you know, we never got the chance to perform it live as it was recorded together. Right. Um, but, um, you know, it was, yeah, I, in a sense, like, I'm, I'm grateful that we got to be working on um, a creative, collaborative project mm-hmm. right before, which is ultimately, like, the thing that we kind of uh, all shared, yeah. you know? So, and it's, it's not, you know, we, we never toured with Catastro. Uh, we knew Catastro kind of in, you know, just, like, conversations and, in touch we, we knew each other but we didn't have like that tour bond um but we do have like the bond of like i was saying earlier with the bands of like i know you did that and i know we share that and i know we share this passion for this thing yeah um and, and so in that sense um you know it's just it it's like you know it's like losing a member of the community and um and we do feel really grateful that that we got to um, you know, work on that song together, and and like I said, you know, share this this passion for this uh, for a, a for a you know, in our form, that's just so special to us. For sure, for sure. Well, now you guys uh, also, like I said, recorded with Pepper. Uh, you like you said, you've been on Law Records basically the, the whole career almost. You you've toured with Pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there still some anxiety when you say, all right, let's, let's try to get them on a song. Like once you are going to have, like, is, is there a little bit of nervousness there or no? Just excitedness. No, they've been so cool, man. They've just been so cool to us. And, um, man, Pepper, Pepper gave us a shot. I mean, them and like the super villains who are also like, you know, Orlando homies. Yeah. Uh, they get the shots before, I mean, <laughs> Arguably, before we even were even ready for the opportunities, you know. So uh, they uh, they've just always been super cool and supportive and helped in any way that they can. So 
you know, it's like the worst that they can say is no, you know. So, uh, and we're 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 um, comfortable enough with those guys that we we wouldn't have taken it personally yeah. if they had said no. Well, now since I'm a, a fan of uh, of Waffle House. I gotta ask uh, for the advertising yeah. for uh, for butter with you guys at, at Waffle House. Who, whose idea was that? Was that anybody in the in the band there? That was my idea. Nice, I like it. Yeah, man, I like it. Now, yes, yeah, Waffle House and butter just seem to go hand in hand, right? Did anybody <laughs> in the band ever work at Waffle House? No, man. Oh, cause We're posing big time, dude. Well, <laughs> I, I, I literally have underneath that question, Joey looks like he could work there for two weeks. It, it, I instead of instead of uh, sandwich artist, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking Waffle House. You know, I could see him like refusing right. to wear a hairnet and then being like, "All right, we got to get rid of those guys." Not. Although, let's be honest, at Waffle House, they'd let him go for like another two years if he wasn't wearing a hairnet. They'd be like, yeah, what are you going to do? All right. Yeah. Right. He's working here. Yeah, that's fine. True. Like, now, right. did you did you have to, like, I mean, uh, taking the pictures and whatnot, was there was there any, like, getting approval, anything like that? Did it uh, require anything, or you just jump in there, take some pics? I think it was more of like a... a uh, ask for forgiveness rather than permission kind of thing you know we explained to them uh like that particular location kind of what we were doing and why we were doing it yeah. and they were super helpful and and uh accommodating and i think they got a kick out of it more than anything yeah the, the franchisees yeah. behind you maybe not the full company but the franchisees yeah fine with it so that's good enough yeah, yeah. well now yeah that was a lot of fun this is uh, this is super early because you just released the album, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to uh, uh, belittle it. But everybody's always looking for the next thing. Have you guys uh, have you guys started working on any uh, new material, or are you still hanging back? Yeah, we're we're back in the studio in um, about two weeks. Wow. Uh, to yeah, hopefully record the next single. So. Uh, yeah, man, we're we're definitely uh, staying at it and uh, making sure we're just you know releasing uh, as much music confidently as we can. Very cool, very cool. Well, now yeah. uh, Dab Day Festival here in Jacksonville, October twenty eighth. Is this your first Dab Day uh, as as the band? No, we've done um, we have done Dab Day in. Um, uh, Orlando at uh, oh, uh, Florida Groves. Pardon, there we uh, go. Florida Groves. We've done two years uh, with Dab Day, and so this will be a, our third event with them. Nice. And uh, Florida Groves is just like awesome. It's cool to see like such a you know a uh, a reggae event yeah. in uh, in our hometown and. So we're excited to, you know, move it on, move it on up to Jacksonville and have a good time up there. For sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, we might throw a little curveball in there in Duval County. Who knows? We might have a little bit different Dab Day going. Plus, it's it's Halloween yeah, Dab all right. Day, so you know, right? All kinds of shenanigans. You never know. Is the band is the band dressing yeah. up or is that a secret? Are you not uh, releasing? We it? will be dressing up. Oh man, we definitely will be dressing up. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. And we encourage everybody else to dress up as well. You gotta, 
You got it. I was. Uh, I, I don't know how big of a NBA fan you are, but last year I actually put in effort uh, as uh, I normally don't for Halloween. And I dressed up as Steven Adams. I don't know if you know Steven Adams from, uh, but uh, basically I'd had a whole bunch of guys telling me that's who I looked like. And I was like, all right. I committed and everything. Yeah. I got the jersey. <laughs> I, I did a fake tattoo. I was there. I had I had everything. But uh, nice. listeners, you need, to, you need to come out to Dab Day. You need to dress up. You'll have a fantastic time. Jackson, we are up against the break, man. But I want to thank you for coming on the show. Hey, thanks so, so much for having me. I had a great time, and sure. um, I'm looking forward to seeing you adapt it. For sure. Listeners, you can check out all things Cashed Out at their website, cashedout.com. That's K-A-S-H-D-O-U-T. Or you can follow them on social media at Cashed Out Music right now. Let's hear Just Friends off of Butter right here on the Doc G Show. Friends never take me for granted 
And we are back here on the Doc G show. Cashed out. Mike, I had to inform my dad what cashed out meant. He was uh, he was asking me, you know, he was like, who, who you got on the show this week? I was like, cashed out. He's like, cashed out? Hmm. It's like, yeah. He's like, is that like a gambling phrase? I was like, no. It's a marijuana phrase, Dad. And he's like, I've never heard of that. And I was like, well. Wait, what? Considering you're 72 and you've never smoked marijuana, I'm guessing that's why you've never heard cashed out before. So true. But regardless, Mike, cashed out from your hometown, Orlando, and you were telling me during the break you've never been to Primrose Lane's bowling alley. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. So apparently Primrose Lane's has a $15 hot dog that's supposed mm. to be the world's greatest hot dog. Word. Mike, and if you Google this hot dog, it's a very long wainer. Huh? And it's a pretty impressive looking bun. I am tempted to take the two-hour trip down there and try it for the show, Mike. To do a little, to do a little wiener taste test just for the show, you know. I might do it. Yeah, you you look it up. Prim, prim, I'm definitely looking this up. Prim Primrose Lanes. Take a look. Give me give me what give me what you think when you see the actual hot dog look. Once you get a picture of it. Hmm. Oh wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's not a bad looking dog right there. I mean, great presentation. Yeah, I mean, you know, with yeah. the I don't know what kind of what kind of sauce they got on there, but yeah. they got the the sauce. So I mean, it might just be mustard. Yeah, or yeah or I don't know. I'm guessing maybe mustard. That's a lot of mustard. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, but they got it. Something. It's sort of like I mean, it's it's obviously not a Chicago dog. Nope. Because they don't have like crazy like you know they don't have like the the pickle on there and everything, but uh, my goodness, Mike, my mm, goodness, beautiful, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Mike, uh, we need to move on. Thank you to Cash Out for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, listeners, keep a lookout for their new single, and you should obviously also uh, stream. Their old album there, well, not old, it's new. It came out during the summer. That's new enough. Make sure you stream Butter. Right now, Mike, we need to move on to the fastest growing segment in the world. Mike C Top 3. Woo! Mike, um, this was this was really tough. This was really, really? tough. Listeners, Mike gave us the top three and the top three best Video games. My goodness, Mike. I have so many fantastic memories from video games. It was just so hard mm -hmm. to choose one. Uh, I just had so many. I had so many. Yeah. Mike, uh, do you... I'm guessing you got uh, some honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. I have six. Six honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. What, what, what do we got? And I'm actually going to go... I think this would be an order from, like... I have it's its own top six. Okay, uh, maybe not really in any order, but kind of in an order. Uh, Twisted Metal Three, love it. Super Mario Three, love it. Personally, that's my favorite of the Super Marios. 
Road Rage mm. motorcycle. Oh, game Road Rage is amazing. From PlayStation. That's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. You get the you get the different bikes. You get to soup up your bike. You get the different yeah. weapons. Oh, it's a good and such a good soundtrack. You had yeah, great soundtrack. You you had you had uh, Soundgarden on there. You had Mud Honey mm -hmm. on there. You just had. I'm gonna go back and listen to that soundtrack. Actually, yeah, that's a good great one, soundtrack. man. Uh, good game. Yeah. Good game. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. Okay. Uh, Skate One, mm. which was a an Xbox yeah, game. Yeah. And then my favorite. And I wish I could play this game again. I might buy a PlayStation 1 just to play this game, but Thrasher Skate and Destroy. Thrasher and I, I honestly can say Thrasher I never I never skate played and destroy. it. I never played it. The reason why that game was so awesome was I don't know the the physics or what the mechanics of the game yeah. were very I don't know. It was just interesting mechanics. It was, uh, you know, I never played the game, but did you ever play the Wu Tang uh, fighting game? Uh, no, the I didn't. But I mean, I did. You, do you know? I about do that know one? about it. Yes. Yeah. So it was like the same physics from that game, uh -huh. like the same developers, and then they made a skateboarding. Z Axis. Z Axis is what I'm saying as far as the video game developers. Which mm, Z axis yeah, would guys. make me think that uh, there is uh, the game features ragdoll physics, Mike. Ragdoll physics, mm -hmm. yeah. So when you fell on the in the game, the the player was yeah ragdoll. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. I gotcha. I, uh, might have to go back and check it out. Word. Might have to go back and check yeah. it out, Mike. Mike, uh, yeah. I've got a bunch too. I don't know. Uh, mine are not in order. Definitely not in order. I, I just put all the Marios, like all Marios are just game changer. Like every <laughs> yeah. single one of them. Nintendo 64 Mario, the mm -hmm. original Mario, the Super Nintendo Mario, the Mario 3, like you said, all of them. Just, yeah. Just winners. Just all amazing. Uh, then also another one that's a series, in, NCAA football series. Like, mm. oh, yeah. I, the I, NFL games. Now, yeah, Madden. Or that well, yeah, and no, I know Madden has NCAA. more clout than NCAA football, and I love Madden too. But NCAA had it for me. I just loved NCAA. Yeah, was, well, some of those games are just better physics and mechanics, and yeah, well, it was more mechanics. like too because uh, I really got into it when I was in undergrad too. So oh, okay. so like we'd be playing it all the time in the dorms, you know. So you'd uh, have these, yeah. you'd have these huge, you know just tournaments of everybody playing so that 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 really got me in there uh this is a big nerd game this is uh got a couple of nerd games here castlevania Sym symphony of the night on playstation one mm. Woo! okay best okay. best castlevania right there uh diablo uh diablo 2 on uh, computer very nerdy very fun yeah uh, yeah diablo warcraft and starcraft love them both super nerdy same yeah warcraft was awesome super nerdy tekken tag i loved all the tekkens tekken. loved all the tekkens tekken. but Great tekken games. tag was amazing because tekken tag if you played enough you'd get the opportunity to play bowling on it, which bowling was just as fun as the actual fighting part of Tekken. It was amazing. Yes! Uh, and then yours, Mike, you had uh, Twisted Metal 3. Twisted Metal mm -hmm. 2 for me. I love Twisted Metal yeah. 2. I, mean, I loved all Twisted the Twisted Metal Metals. They were great. Uh, 
Yeah. Then, of course, GoldenEye on 64. Very close to making... GoldenEye. Oh, how is that not a top three? Yeah. Very close yeah. to making my top three. Very, very close. Might should have been on there. Uh, Legend of Zelda, the original, 1986. Yeah. Amazing. Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2. Absolutely mm-hmm. just an arcade juggernaut. Uh, Mortal Kombat yeah. 2. Game Changer. Mortal Kombat 2, yeah. They had all the characters. Game Changer right there. Now, Mike, I'm going to go into my top three. This was very tough, and I did put it in order, but I really tried to think on these of just how much fun the game has brought me, right? Not just yeah. like not just like the 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 you know, the story and the graphics and just just fun. Just the fun mm-hmm. of it. So number 3 on my list, Wii Sports. Wii Sports. Yeah, Wii Sports is awesome. Dude, so much fun with Wii Sports. Just so many times going to people's apartments, picking up those sticks and playing some tennis, playing some golf, mm-hmm. playing some uh, bowling. Oh my god, just Yeah, out of all the Wii Sports, what was your like go-to? Tennis I mean, was, was the go-to. Yeah, tennis, tennis was the tennis most was awesome. fun. But uh, I did love golf and I did love bowling as well. Those mm-hmm. those those were the three like somebody wanted to go out of those, I was like, oh, blam. Oh, all right. Yes, but those those were my three go-tos. I mean, so many hours, Mike. That was uh, junior and senior year of undergrad, man, we we got a hold of some Wii Sports. Oh my gosh, we got a hold of some. There was I uh, definitely failed yeah. some exams because of Wii Sports. Thank you, Wii Sports. Um, Wii Sports made me awesome. so much smarter. Mike, you're number three. <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Little definitely. GTA coming in. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, you can't beat it. It's just a beautiful game. There's so much to do in the game. I mean, you can go skydiving. You can drive mountain bikes off mountains. You can soup up your Lamborghini, make it, <clears throat> excuse me, make it bulletproof. Just There's just a lot to do. Mike, it was a lot of fun. Mike's of getting fun. choked up. He's so excited yeah. about this game. Yeah. Just loves it so much, man. What was, mm-hmm. that, was, uh, that was a PlayStation 5, 5, right? Yeah, so that was the well. I guess I put GTA Five. I'm like the LA. Yeah, yeah. The okay. LA Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, number two for me, Mike. Now this is a series, but I decided I would choose one specifically. So the series Mario Kart. Yes. Just mm. so fun. And Mike, I'm gonna yeah. go with one that is probably the least celebrated of them because it's a weird one. But I'm going to go with Mario Kart Double Dash off of GameCube. Mm, yeah, the GameCube Mario Kart. I, I, I don't know. You know was like- I mean, I don't think a lot of people celebrated that one. I don't think it, but but that was the one that uh, I just played the most with, uh, with my friends, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. uh, it was just, oh, my gosh, so much fun. So much fun, man. Double Dash. Yeah. 
This is good times. Good times. Oh, so that's when you 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 would have two characters yeah, you got, on the same. Yeah, vehicle. and you can you can rotate I them. I mean, it really didn't do anything. Nope. <laughs> there was yeah. there was no, <laughs> the, the the second person just threw the crap. That was all they did. Like when you threw a turtle shell, it was the guy sitting on the back that did that. That was pretty much the only you know thing, and it didn't actually change how it played at all. But super fun, man. Super yeah. fun. Mike, your number two. My number two would be Skate 2. Skate? Yeah, the Skate series. Two. So specifically just because I could play it online and I would just destroy online and it would just it would it would consume hours of my life. Skate two, great game. I like it. Not not typical for most people, hey, but skate. Dude, two. it's all about the fun. It's like <clears throat> we said. It's all it about is. the fun. Mike, fun times. Number one for me, it's 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 held my heart since I was three years old. Contra on the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm, Contra, great game. Contra is just to me the most encapsulating game. I I I I wanted to beat it since, like I said, since I was three, and it took me until I was like twenty two before I beat it. And mm. it was literally like one of the most proud moments I'd ever had uh, in my life. I was like, am I amazing? I am amazing. And now, Mike, I can go through it and beat it like 15 times in a row. Like, yeah. And I've done it before. I have done it before without losing a life. Woohoo! Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's incredible, actually. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mike, you're number one. My number one, NBA 2K. Mm. I mean, since 2K existed, 11, yeah. I guess the first Michael Jordan. Well, no, I, I really only started playing at 2K uh, 11. Okay, but that's we're at 23, so 12, 12 years. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that game is. I mean, I literally play it. I think every day. <laughs> I think I play it every day. Not every day. There's some Close days where it. I'm like. I gotta do work, but yeah, usually like 30 to 45 minutes a day. I love it. Most days. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's probably bad, but uh, you know what? Yeah. For this segment, we'll say it's good. We're gonna say it's All good. Right. Yeah, it's for the segment. <laughs> oh, can I, a couple more honorable mentions real quick, Doc G, cause you were talking about the uh, football game, yeah. NFL Blitz, yeah. awesome mm -hmm. game. And then also this, there was a Lamborghini game on Nintendo 64, which I played for many, many hours. I don't remember what the name of it was. Maybe it was just called Lamborghini, but great game. That's it. I will That's uh, give a shout out since your number one was uh, 2K. I'm gonna give a shout out to the old school NBA game, Double Dribble, from back in the NES days. And then I'm also going to give a shout out to, of course, NBA Jams. Shout out. Gotta, yeah, <laughs> NBA Jams. Gotta, the NFL Blitz of NBA. You got to give basically. out NBA Jams, man. Yeah, He's NBA on fire. Jams. There's so many classic, mm -hmm. classic phrases, classic dunks from the old NBA Jams. Uh, Double dribble. Yeah, it's it's an old school one, Mike. It is an old school yeah. one. But for now, we got to move on, Mike. We've got two birthday suits. You are an ofer right now. What do you want to go with? Famous 70s, 80s singer or somewhat famous comedian that I think you can get? Okay. Which one Let's do you want to go? Comedian. Okay, okay. Let's see the comedian. Here's the uh, condensed um, 
condensed uh, uh, clue. Comedian that worked with Norm McDonald, including being on the movie Dirty Work as Norm's friend in the movie. And he worked for over a decade on the Howard Stern Show. Ah, um... Come on, I got the face, I got the nose. I why do I not have the name? Mike, if you want uh, I'll give you a little bit, but if you want we can uh we can make it even and I can do uh I can give you a quarter for this just so you can be Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's okay, do that. I'll do that. you I'll, I'll give you the initials. A L. Already fl- Artie Lang. Artie Lang is correct. Mike is even, everybody. He got rid of the quarter. There we go. Yes. There we go. Artie Lang. Yes. Artie Lang. I knew you. I knew Brilliant. you know it was. Just couldn't think of it there. Yeah. Man, he has had a sad life, Mike. That guy. Yeah, he has. It's been. Has. It's been rough. Yeah. Yeah, it has. I mean, his his dad fell off a ladder when he was in uh when he was in college, paralyzed himself, uh, and then ended up uh, dying from complications later on. Uh, and then he got on Mad TV, uh, lost the position because of uh, addiction, tried to commit mm-hmm. suicide, uh, and then after going rehab, started looking <clears throat> to, uh, better again, did dirty work. Got on the Howard Stern show, uh, wrote a memoir. Then he tried to kill himself again in 2010. That was rough. Mm. That was really rough. He drank bleach and stabbed himself like 10 times in the stomach. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he went to rehab again, got over it again. Uh, He wrote a second book in 2013, Crash and Burn. Uh, He had a couple more falls off the wagon, which correlated with some... uh, horrible tweets that actually got him banned from ESPN uh, forever. Uh, and uh, But he's still, you know, still kicking, man. And he continues. He's uh, He's got a podcast uh, now. He's, he's been doing a couple of them, man. But uh, yeah, Artie has not had the easiest go of it. I can tell you that much. Uh, now, there's been a, there's been a lot with uh, with drugs obviously, but still, man, rough, rough, man. So legendary comic though, legendary comic, legendary storyteller, so much fun to listen to in interviews. Extremely authentic. Um, that's the thing. Yeah, it's so authentic. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, a, it's so authentic. It's very easy to listen to and to just sort of, you know, I don't want to say relate, but just be able to say. Yes, I see where he's coming yeah. from, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, regardless, uh, happy birthday, Artie. I hope uh, I hope it's a, it's a good one, man. Um, Mike, here is your next one. So uh, you've got a quarter right now, strictly for even purposes. Uh, but uh, this next one, here's the condensed clue. Half of a 70s, 80s duo... With John Oates. Hmm. They had songs like Rich Girl, You Make My Dreams, Private Eyes, Man Eater, Out of Touch. You're a rich girl. Hall, Hall Oates? You, you, got, you got his last name, Hall. Do you know his first name? No. I'll take half credit. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, 
John Hall. That's J- John Oates. I'm just saying. Oh, I just said John. Yeah, Doc G. What are we gonna do? Uh, I'll take half credit. You gonna take half? I'll take half. I don't like a you, three quarters. That's true. You, I'll take. You can get a. You can get a half. Yeah, let's see I, if you can get. Yeah. I don't want to give you three quarters, but let's see if you can just get the first name. The first name starts with a D. David. Nope. Donald. Half, anyways. Daryl Hall. Daryl. Daryl Hall. My. Such a good song, man. You're a rich girl. And you're going too far. Because yeah. you no, know, no, 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 It's a good song. Great I job. wouldn't think, yeah. too. It's got, it's got, to me, it's got a little bit of an 80s vibe. But that is totally 70s. That is, uh, that is mm-hmm. right in the 70s with Rich Girl. Regardless, Mike, uh, he is turning 77 for Daryl Hall. Happy birthday to... To Daryl, man. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, just domination, man. They had a span of six number one singles. Rich Girl, Kiss on My List, Private Eyes, I Can't Go For That, Man Eater, and Out of Touch. Uh, just uh, just amazing, amazing. And then he started his uh, his streaming series that's been uh, really popular. I don't know I don't know if he, if he kept it going, but he was, uh, he was uh, in the, <clears throat> the lead on that, too. You know, mm. he, you know, I mean, he started doing this live series at his house uh, before, you know, way before COVID, way, way, way before COVID. I think it was in the early 2000s. I may be completely wrong on that, but it was very early. And he just started inviting people to come jam at his house. And it was called Live from Daryl's House. And uh, mm. it got super popular. Everybody wanted to do it. People were just going, going up there to jam. And uh, they did. And there were some awesome jams that they had. Uh, But regardless, also, Mike, uh, (laughs) I don't know why I just thought of this, has Lyme's disease. Always been struggling with Lyme's disease. Really? Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Been been working through it for the last, like, I think, like, two and a half decades or something like that. Been tough. Been tough. That stinks. Yeah. That's a tough one. But regardless, happy birthday to Daryl Hall turning, like I said, 77. Mike, we need to wrap it up. Uh, We have had a fantastic show, but we've got some great shows coming up. My goodness, we've got the Steep Canyon Rangers. We have got Paul Allen, New York Times bestselling author, we have got uh, Blackberry Smoke, Paul Jackson. Can't wait to talk to Paul. All of them. Very excited about. We've got more people down the line. we got Trey Lewis coming on the show. My goodness. So many, Mike. So many. But for now, we need to wrap it up. I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus Charette. Always a pleasure, Doc G. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it up.